Well, hey there, friend. Welcome to today's episode. This is going to be another good one. We are going to be talking about imposter syndrome and how to cleanse it. Because <laughs> I think we've all heard about, you know, cleanses and detoxes. So I had come up with something super fun. I call it my imposter cleanse kit, which is something you can get on my website. And I'll be talking about more in the episode. Um, but I wanted to put together this episode to give you kind of a sneak peek into the cleanse kit in case you didn't have it already. So what we're going to be doing first in the episode, we're going to talk about how these imposter thoughts are actually so much more common than we think. I'm going to give you some examples to show you that if you have them, you are so not alone. You are 100% not alone. I just want to kind of normalize it and for us to all realize like it's actually so much more common than we think it is. And then I'm going to give you the sneak peek into the imposter cleanse kit. It'll be some good tips that you can start impl implementing right away. And you'll also want to go pick up the actual cleanse kit itself. It's totally free. There's no cost or anything um, to get my best resources on handling imposter syndrome. And then for sure, listen all the way to the end, because at the end, I've got a super fun way for you to win a coaching call. I'm going to give away some coaching calls and I'll give away up to 10 of them. Just have to listen through the episode to the end to find out how to win. Okay, so let's get started. Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Unruly Leadership Podcast, where I help subject matter experts like you design a career on your terms. It's where strategy meets intuition to help you break the rules, ignore the rules, and make your own damn rules. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that's keeping you in your career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you were meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, career, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. So welcome to this episode on doing an imposter cleanse. And first, I'll start off by explaining, you know, what motivated me to do this episode right now and and why I think it's important. So we, if you know, if you've been following me for a little bit, you know that I run a group program called Powerful Presence Society. And, and if you didn't know, well, now you know. <laughs> so I run PPS. It's a group program that I run. It's uh, nine weeks long, and I usually only run it once or twice a year. And we're in about week three of it right now. So we had a group start in this April, and we're running through PPS together. And and they just went through the imposter thoughts week. So that's a week where they spend kind of deliberately and intentionally looking at some of the imposter thoughts that come up, learning about it, and doing doing an imposter cleanse. And they just had such wonderful and amazing breakthroughs it really got me thinking about how it'd be fun to share some of the um some of the things you can do when um to work on imposter thoughts that come up and I think here it's actually really important to 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 mention as well that whenever you're doing this kind of work listening to these kinds of this kind of podcast it's really important to, to mention that this in no way shape or form 
is a substitute for any work that you may want to do or that you feel be extremely helpful, especially in the more therapeutic realm, you know, working with a counselor, working with therapists. I've had therapists. Many of my best clients have had therapists. It's a wonderful, wonderful space to, to kind of grapple with some of the, you know, the, some of those darker thoughts that might come through our minds. So, um, finding a good therapist. I know it takes work. I, I see you. I know if, if this is something you've been trying to do and it's hard to find someone, I know, I feel you that it can be tough. And I can just tell you like, it is worth, it is worth to keep going and finding a really good match with someone who can really help you work through some of those thoughts. Um, the reason I'm doing this episode is because this, there are also things that we can do ourselves. It's almost like doing Sometimes I think of it as like the mental fitness, kind of like working on our working on our mental fitness at the at the same time as working with professionals. So I wanted to share some of these things that you can do to cleanse out some of those those thoughts that we have that they're actually really really common. They're very very common to have, and I think that's part of it is that sometimes and this is all I see this all the time with people that come in my programs or if I'm working with with them one-on-one I see and hear this quite often where you know it feels really lonely because we don't often tell people some of these thoughts we and especially you know even if you are talking about them in a in that therapeutic setting we don't often talk about them you know in the workplace or even with our friends and so we don't realize just how common it is like I'm telling you it is so 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 common to have a lot of these imposter thoughts um, or imposter syndrome as as it's often called so like I mentioned um, in the intro so I have a what's called a cleanse kit it's totally free it's on my website definitely recommend you going and picking that up and that's over at themintambition.com slash kit And so what I'm going to do in this episode is walk you through a few things you can get in that kit. I definitely recommend you going and picking up the actual kit itself and going and getting it. And uh, for anyone who wants to dig even a little bit deeper into imposter thoughts, imposter syndrome, I do have another episode. It's episode number seven, where I talk about what imposter syndrome is or what imposter thoughts are and some other ways of overcoming it. So you might want to go check that one out as well. Okay, so again, first let's talk about how it's a little more common than we think. And what I thought I'd do this time instead of instead of sharing stats, because there are a lot of stats, there's a lot of data out there, but I thought I'd share with you some anecdotes so I've kind of taken from conversations I've had uh, with many, many people over the years. And, you know, raise your hand out there if you if you resonate with any of these, because it is, like I said, it's so much more common. So I just wanted to share with you just to show you how common it is and how it shows up. So one example that I saw was when people really struggle to feel like their successes are actually legitimate. So like you might finish a task or a project, you might finish something, um, your team might finish a project and you feel proud, like you feel proud in that moment, but then time might pass for a little bit. And then you start almost, it's almost like you're questioning yourself. You start wondering whether that feeling of pride was actually valid, like whether you actually deserve praise for it. And this is especially prominent if you start finding that your work is being undermined. Other people may or may not be doing it intentionally, but you feel undermined or other people are taking credit or especially if you're being micromanaged, all of those other activities by your peers, um, your bosses, or, you know, senior leadership only finding fault in what you're doing. 
all of that's going to contribute to you kind of questioning whether or not what you were doing was was valid and worth being proud of. And you know, I've heard it described as is almost like a form of gaslighting. And people might not be directly gaslighting you for that project, but it's almost like because of how they're treating you or how they're treating your projects, it's almost like you might we might start gaslighting ourselves and kind of second guessing whether or not that feeling of pride that you had initially was actually valid. So that often leads people to feeling like they don't they can't really accept that they've earned their successes. And so that's what ends up contributing to those imposter thoughts. Okay. Um, another one that I hear quite common is that people say that when they get a new job, they, this is, this is so common. They actually start telling themselves a story. We start feeling like, oh, there probably wasn't actually that good of a competition. Like there wasn't a lot of competition out there, or even if there was a lot of competition, probably people just had, didn't have enough um, experience under their belt. So you start almost like telling yourself this like alternate history story that you only got the job because you weren't really competing against anyone else, especially of any real caliber. Um, so that's another really common one. You start kind of taking for granted your own successes that led to the job that you have. Okay. And then a third one, and this is incredibly common again as well, is the feeling like that um, feeling of inadequacy or, or even feeling like you're not actually cut out for your field. Maybe like you tricked your way into your field. You're not actually cut out for it. You're just kind of getting by. You're not really doing a great job and that you're, you know, you're not necessarily as good as your peers. And you're telling yourself this story, even though you've never had a bad review, you've never had a project fail, you've never... You know, your teams are uh, even knocking out of the park, but somehow you've got this story happening that you're not actually cut out for it. And despite all the positive feedback you might get, still feels like you've kind of fooled people. You fool people and it's only a matter of time until, this is the phrase I hear a lot as an English phrase, you know, the other shoe is going to drop. As a side note, I have no idea where that comes from. The other shoe is going to drop. I'm sure it comes from somewhere. If you know what it is, send me a DM or an email. Let me know because I have no idea. I'm sure Google could tell me, but that's neither here nor there. So anyhow, this story and thinking like, oh, it's only a matter of time until the other shoe is going to drop until they figure out that I just fooled my way into it. I don't actually belong here. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's just a house of cards. It's all going to fall down. So those are three really common Kind of imposter stories. Now, if if you're someone who has a different imposter story happening, something slightly different, sometimes it can be it can be a sense of relief to share it with someone. So, um, kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. But if you want to share it with a friend, that's fantastic. If that feels too uncomfortable, though, why don't you share it with me? Send me an email. Send me a DM. Let me know what your imposter story is. Because um, this is this is something that I do. I like to hear these stories. I want to hear you. I want to see you. I respond to all my messages on my emails. So you'll get a note back from me. So send me a little note. And and on that note, actually, I'll just remind you, make sure you listen all the way to the end of this episode. I've got a fun way for you to win some free coaching if that's something of interest to you. Okay, so we've talked a bit about some ways that it shows up, some common ways that it shows up. And now let's jump into some ways to cleanse it. 
So as a reminder, there is a full cleanse kit over my website. Go over, hop over and get it. It's themintambition.com slash kit. Themintambition.com slash kit. You can also get the link right in my show notes. I'll have it right there. Hop on over, get it totally, totally free. Some great resources. It's a collection of my favorite resources for um, cleansing ourselves, cleansing yourselves of those imposter thoughts that come up. So as I like to say, um, you'll see that when you get there, I like to say it kind of help. It helps you go from, you know, OMG, what if they think I'm a total fraud? I don't belong here to, oh yeah, I've got this. So there's some, there's some good resources in there. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, about four resources in the kit. And I'm going to share them with you right now. And I'm going to give you some sneak peek. I'm going to give you a couple of um, key exercises and ideas for what you can do right now. So even if you don't get the kit, though, I do recommend you get it. Okay, so let's start with um, the very first resource in my kit is called Perfect. And yes, it's a, a very tongue-in-cheek name for a, a resource in an imposter syndrome kit. And so it's called Perfect. My seven-point system to overcome imposter thoughts. So uh, the perfect, of course, stands for seven different ways to overcome imposter thoughts. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek into two of those. I'm going to give you the sneak peek into R and F. Okay, so R stands for remember that feedback isn't actually about you. Feedback isn't actually about you. So this is something that I don't even remember where I first came across this concept, but it changed everything for me. Like as soon as I could reframe and realize feedback is what other people think. Feedback is what other people think about what you're doing or about how you're showing up. True, fair enough, right? If they're giving you feedback about you, it's what they think about you. And that's what's hard. That's what's really, really hard for a lot of us. But it's not necessarily about you. It's about what they think. It actually tells you so much more about them than it, than it tells you about you. Now, it can be, you know, you'll hear this a lot. Feedback is a gift, right? Feedback is a gift. I don't know about you, but like, I, I get that. On an intellectual level, I get that. But in my body, in my soul, I'm like, it's not a gift. I don't want that gift. <laughs> I'm just really nice. Um, like, I, I get it. Like, every, people that I work with, I talk to, like, we get it. Feedback is so valuable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's still, come on, like, it still sucks to get negative feedback, right? Come on. It, it doesn't feel good. But what it can be is great information. This is what I glommed onto. This was what worked for me instead of trying to, like, you know, see it as this gift. I started looking at, looking at it as information. It gives me information about what people think, how they, how they see the world, um, whether it's positive or negative feedback. It tells me what they're looking for. It tells me, it helps me know what people want or what they expect or what their lens is on the world. And this is why, like, this is really helpful to think about in terms of, like, why you know, one supervisor or boss or leader will love something you do and another one will just shred it. And then the others are just kind of somewhere in the middle because they have different perspectives. And so it's information. It's fantastic information to help you understand what people are looking for or what they expect or just their worldview. Okay, so that's R. Then the F in the perfect system 
I love this one. It stands for feel the beat and dance to your own music. And, and I mean this in two ways, both literally and figuratively. So from a literal perspective, feeling your body and especially the beat, like with music, feeling that, whether or not it's actual literal music that you're hearing or just feeling it, but feeling movement is such a wonderful way to kind of knock yourself out of imposter thoughts, right? And, you know, if you're, whether or not you're actually into dance, like, I'm a terrible dancer, but I love dancing, getting my body moving. You can't see me. I'm kind of like dancing right now with my shoulders, you know, the shoulder dance, the shoulder wiggle dance. So I'm doing that right now. But you want to feel it. And it's such a wonderful way to come back into your body. You know, you can take your socks off and feel what, whatever kind of material you have underneath you. I mean, it's carpet or hardwood or get outside, you know, feel the grass below you. Maybe feel the beat for you is going for a walk in the forest and just listening to the birds. Whatever it is, feel it. Come back to your body. Come back to who you are and try, you know, kind of getting out of your head. So for me, so a lot of people I work with as well, but definitely for me, I can really get in my own head. I can be very, you know, kind of in my head. So this was really important for me to be able to get into my body, to feel my body. Now, figuratively, feel the beat and dance to your own music also means just to be okay with who you are. Be okay with that you might do things differently. Um, there's the, uh, that phrasing, you know, the island of misfit toys. I've always felt like I belong on that island of misfit toys. Not quite belonging in the traditional way, but just, you know, learning how to be okay with who I am and that I, I, you know, I see the world in a quirky way. I might see things in a bit funny way. Maybe I say things in a, in a funny way compared to how other people might have said things or, or thought about things or seen things. And for me, that is what helped me the most is just being okay with it and being okay that, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit different. You know, kind of like everyone's a little bit different. There's the, um, oh gosh, what's the song from uh, Frozen? The, uh, we're all, we're all fixer uppers, the troll, the, the troll song. We all need a little bit of fixing upping or however that song goes. It's kind of like that. Like we're all, we all kind of belong in the island of misfit, misfit toys. Maybe earth is just an island of misfit toys. We're all misfit toys. And that's wonderful. We're all different. We're unique. And it just, we can embrace that. When you can embrace that, we can embrace what makes you special, what makes you unique. It is so wonderful. Like that, that is a breakthrough. That's like, that's freedom. That is true freedom because it goes along with that piece around the feedback. Like it's, it's going to, it's not going to bother you as much if you get, if you do get a piece of critical feedback, when you realize someone else is seeing it from their perspective and that you're different from them and you can just take it as information. Okay? Mm -hmm. So those are the R and the F from the perfect system, but definitely go get the kit to get the whole perfect system. Again, that's themintambition.com slash kit. Okay, number two resource is I also include a quick start guide to self-compassion. Self-compassion is the key to all of this. Self-compassion, giving yourself grace, loving yourself, but having that compassion for yourself. And the, the sneak peek from that is a question that if, if you catch yourself, like, so here's a powerful thing. If you can catch yourself having imposter thoughts, like kind of you're seeing yourself having them, that in itself is super powerful. And one question you can ask yourself um, is, what would I tell a friend in this exact same situation? 
What would I tell a friend in this situation? Because it's really easy to beat ourselves up and say, we're telling ourselves things we would never say to our best friends. So pausing and asking yourself that question, it's almost like kind of breaking a circuit, kind of breaks that circuit. You know, get yourself out of the you know, downward spiral and the, you know, the beating ourselves up spiral and gets you back into self-compassion. So you know, it, if, if you find yourself, if you find yourself um, having a hard time kind of catching yourself in the imposter thoughts and asking yourself this question, I'd even recommend writing it down on a little sticky note, right? Especially for so many people who are now working from home, you can have sticky notes like this on your monitor and no one will ever know. But you can even do it in the workplace for those of you who are going back to the workplace. Let's have a little sticky note and saying, what would I tell a friend in this situation? You know, or make it into an acronym if that feels uncomfortable to write the whole thing out. Just as a little reminder to ask yourself that question and glancing at it, it's going to remind you and that's going to help you catch yourself when you're having imposter thoughts. Okay. Okay, so resource number three in the kit. Yeah, that's the right number, isn't it? Right, number three. <laughs> resource number three in the kit is a set of leadership mindset journal prompts. Journal prompts. So a lot of people journal, which is a fantastic way to reflect and kind of process your thoughts. Um, even if you're not into journaling, like, like I'll be honest, like I, I actually find it a bit, I struggle a bit when it comes to journaling to you know, sit and get through my thoughts. I'll often go for walks. I'll put on some kind of some nice meditative music or just being in the forest is nice. And kind of work through my thoughts that way. I find that really helpful. Um, or even do voice memos sometimes. But for me, mostly it's getting walking, getting movement. Uh, but for a lot of people, it is reflecting. Whether it's a long reflection or just a short couple of notes. Like journaling. Sorry, um, for a lot of people it's journaling. Uh, so that can be super helpful. It's worth trying. If you haven't tried it before, it's worth at least trying. And um, so in the journal prompts, it can be a whole series of questions you can go through. And why this is so powerful is because as much as we want to, you know, it's helpful to work on the imposter thoughts themselves. What is even more helpful is that instead of like focusing on the negative, like the imposter thoughts, it's shifting to focus on like the positive, what you want to replace it with, what you should do. You know, they say this, this is imperative, right? Don't tell the kids what not to do. Tell them what to do. So this is kind of like the strengthening the mind piece, that mental fitness I was mentioning. Instead of telling your mind to not have imposter thoughts, instead replace them with leadership thoughts, focusing on leadership thoughts. Now, this is especially important if you're a positional leader. So if you're a supervisor, team leader, uh, cross-functional team leader, middle manager, especially, especially if you were higher, right, is having that leadership um, approach and looking at and strengthening your leadership thoughts. Even if you're a subject matter expert, that's still so important. You know, I mostly work with mid-career professionals. So even if you're not in a position of supervision or of leadership, you are still a leader. You are still in a leadership position because you are midway through your career. You are likely a subject matter expert. You are a role model to others. So you want to start shifting and strengthening those leadership thoughts. Okay. And our final resource in the kit, at least at the time of recording, there could be some more resources in there by the time you, if you're listening to this later. Uh, but the fourth resource at the time of the recording is called my, is my five day imposter cleanse, my five day imposter cleanse. 
And what this resource is, is it's going to walk you through five days, of course, but it walks you through five days of exercises to help you really do a full on cleanse of those imposter thoughts. I'm going to teach you. And it teaches you different methods, different ways. It kind of walks you through step by step. It's pretty simple. Like it is kind of deeper reflection work. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning, this is in no way, shape or form going to replace the more therapeutic approach. So for those of you who, if you know, like you really want to work with a trained professional, a hundred percent, definitely do that. Really, really important and definitely, definitely recommend finding a really good match um, in a therapeutic setting. So the sneak peek for that is I wanted to tell you about one of the exercises that I have people do is what I call an imposter zone mapping exercise. And what it does is it's a, basically you take a piece of paper and you draw a series of concentric circles, you know, circles going around. And what you want to do is you want to look at it where the innermost circle is, I like to call the, the comfort zone, the comfort zone. Then the next ring, the next circle is going to be your confidence zone. And the next circle after that is your growth zone. And then everything after that, that's what I call the imposter zone, the there be dragon zone. And what I have people do, and you can do this both generally, you can do it about specific situations. But what I want, what I have people do is kind of map out different scenarios and just to really see where they fit on these four zones. So imposter zone is anything that kind of makes your heart beat a bit faster, makes your, your, you know, you get that little knot in your stomach. You kind of like, you know, a little bit of the cold sweats, a little bit of that, that kind of feeling that goes in the imposter zone. But from there, you also have three other zones and it, it is really helpful to see how things map out to see what fits where. So the comfort zone, how I define that is any kind of activity or task or anything situation where it's like a breeze, like you don't even have to think about it. Like it, it may even be super boring. So things like that go into the comfort zone. And then you have your confidence zone. So just outside of the comfort zone, you have a confidence zone. These are things that they do challenge you a little bit more, but not really. They're things that you really feel comfortable doing, like you're, co you're confident doing them, but they're not super boring. They're not really your comfort zone, but you do have that uh, confidence zone. And then one after that is an interesting one, and it's your growth zone. So these are things that you don't necessarily feel confident in, and they're definitely not boring. Like they definitely do, cha they challenge you. So they challenge you quite a bit more than your, your confidence zone, and they make you really grow. There's situations that are get you, going to get you to grow, but they do, they aren't quite making you feel like an imposter. They don't quite bring that same level of fear to it. And there may be some things, and I do this too, when I'm zone, when I'm imposter zone mapping, I'll find certain things are on the borders. Like it's sort of like, well, sort of growth, sort of imposter kind of depending, maybe depends, maybe like meeting, a meeting that depends on who's in the meeting. Um, you might, might put those on the border and that's totally fine to map it onto a border. But the reason I have people do this, is a couple of reasons. One is that it's really helpful to kind of get that global picture, that bird's eye view of how you know, evenly distributed. Are you between those? You know, are you in a situation where almost everything you do is actually in the comfort zone and you're not, you're really not pushing yourself as much as you, as you should be doing or want to be doing, or maybe it's okay. Maybe you're totally fine to be in comfort zone, but it is helpful to see, helpful to do that reflection. But the other reason is that, um, 
I find this so, I find this view of it so helpful more so than I've seen other ones where it's like you have to break through the imposter zone and the fear to get to the growth. But to me, that imposter is actually on the edges. And the, the, when you're looking at it, the bird's eye view, what you'll start to realize is that the more you push out and push yourself out into that imposter zone, the more of those situations are going to start kind of coming in to the circle, you know, eventually even becoming maybe a comfort zone thing, right? Like if you look at some of your comfort zone items, you can probably think of a time when that used to be out in your imposter zone, but you kept working at it. And after a while, it became growth zone. After a while, it became confidence zone. And how was just comfort zone? And it's helpful just to remember that, just to remember that if they will come inwards as long as you actually, you know, challenge yourself and get out there and then push yourself into that imposter zone and push yourself through some of these thoughts that can come up, but that they will start coming inwards. And also just realizing like some of this is also, it is just part of growth. It is just part of you know, growing and becoming more and challenging yourself. And it's just a natural part of it. And kind of starting to adopt that mindset too, kind of realizing like, oh, okay, these having, you know, feeling like an imposter, having imposter thoughts, like it's perfectly natural. It's actually really common. Maybe you tell yourself, well, Liz on her podcast episodes that it was really common. So this is, this is fairly common. Um, and becoming, almost becoming more comfortable in that discomfort. It can be really helpful to, to shift that perspective. Now that said, I will put a caveat or a little asterisk here. And you might want to go back and listen to my other episode. It was episode seven, I believe I said, episode seven, that that's not to say that just because imposter thoughts are common, that the situations that might be creating them are okay. So there is a lot more in the last couple of years has been a lot more focus on intention, um, on how organizations and people within organizations kind of can create environments that give rise to imposter thoughts. And that's, that's not okay. We don't want to like we don't want to um, tolerate kind of bad behavior or toxic work place it, workplaces and say, oh, it's just I'm just having imposter thoughts. OK, right. You want to kind of take stock and figure out, OK, is there something happening here? Is am I in a toxic work environment or do I have am I in an unacceptable situation? And that's what's giving rise to, to these imposter thoughts. Then some other tactics are probably um, valuable in addition to strengthening our own thoughts and strengthening our own mental fitness. So there you have some sneak peeks into the imposter cleanse kit. Again, definitely recommend go checking it out. The mintambition.com slash kit. Go check it out. And in the meantime, so for those of you who have hung out, listened to the episode, awesome. Can't wait to hear from you because as I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm going to be giving away 10 coaching calls, 10 coaching calls between, um, now and what are we time of recording we're at the end of may um between now and the end of summer you'll be able to redeem your coaching call between the now and the end of summer and giving away 10 of them to the very first 10 people who message me that's all you got to do you message me send me a dm you know come find come find me on linkedin um i'm also i'm on instagram you can find me there or send me an email if you're on my email list just hit reply to one of the emails the first 10 people who reach out and message me are going to get one of the free sessions. So it's a 30-minute coaching call with me. Any topic you want that touches on um, pretty much anything. I'm, I'm a certified professional coach, which means I have the tools that I can support you pretty much in anything. But my 
my zone of genius is t- typically around, well, around imposter thoughts, but around professional confidence, around uh, career decisions, around developing your leadership skills, your leadership presence, and anything leadership development related. So just send me a note, however way you want to get in touch with me. First 10 people get it. 30-minute free coaching call with me sometime this summer. You'll get to choose between whatever you send me a message and August, you'll get a time slot for a 30-minute coaching call. So do that and definitely make sure to go get that kit, the mintambition.com slash kit. Go pick it up and then and reach out. Come claim your free coaching call. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, if this podcast helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It takes about 20 seconds, if that, and it's, it's honestly the easiest way for you to thank me for this episode. Every time I see a review, it brings me so much joy and it just lights me up. So if you could do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Now, the other thing you can do is you can take a screenshot of this episode or even a screenshot of your review and send it to a friend or share it in a Facebook group or even post on your LinkedIn newsfeed to let other people know about this podcast and this episode. Thanks again. And now get out there and start breaking some rules.